0: You're listening to Make Some Noise Podcast, mini number 470. Welcome to Make Some Noise Podcast, your guide for strategies, tools, and insight to empower yourself. Hey everyone, welcome back to the show. I'm so glad that you're here. We are rounding out our spirituality and creativity theme. And I was thinking about what to share with you on this mini-sode, the last episode of this theme. And I was thinking about the episode that I did with um, David around deconstruction. And it got me thinking about really the overall message that I want to be clear on when it comes to how i feel about spirituality and and what i want for you and it's pretty simple i first i don't want anyone to think that you know i'm I'm pushing any kind of spiritual beliefs whatsoever i've always felt like well i take that back i haven't always felt like (laughs) i'll get back to that (laughs) present day i feel like as long as you feel grounded you know i guess it becomes a question you know as you think about your own spiritual beliefs do you feel grounded in them like when you feel solid in it when you're clear on what it is that you believe in does that help you feel grounded does that help you feel tethered to who you are as a person does it help you feel tethered to you maybe your community does it help you feel tethered to just to who you are really and does it make you feel safe in some um, religious circles or spiritual belief systems, it's it's important to have a sense of community. Like, does your do your beliefs feel that for you? And also, you know, does it? Do you feel like it makes you a better human? Does it help you judge less? Does it help you help others, et cetera, et cetera? You know, these are the, the things that that I feel are important. You know, in in the um the outro of this podcast. I was very intentional when I wrote it, um, when I created a new one a couple of years ago. And you know, it's our life journey to make ourselves better humans, and our life's responsibility to make the world a better place. And I think that many religious circles teach that. At least I hope they do. I know some that kind of tout that they do, but uh, you know, um, on the front end, it 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 seems like that, but on the back end, it's kind of not. But I think that's the bottom line when we're thinking about what it is that we're looking for in our own spiritual beliefs. I think it's important to think about that. I think for many of us, we were handed religious beliefs at a very young age. I know that was the case for me. And as we're adults now, I think it can be helpful to look back on that. You know, Maybe if you're in this place of a spiritual transition, if you're in this place of not feeling grounded, maybe kind of like in between, you know how people are in between jobs sometimes, like in between spiritual beliefs. The question you can ask yourself is, were you ever taught or encouraged or supported to think critically about your beliefs? And this is tricky because I see a lot of people on social media talking about how they teach their children to constantly question authority, and I'm I'm like, can you say more about that? Because, (laughs) okay, Um, I'm very curious about it, Uh, and I won't get too far down that rabbit hole. And I I do think it's important to at least teach your children to think critically. What does that actually mean? You know, it's funny. I never even really thought about the definition of critical thinking. I only thought about times in my life where I had done so, and either it opened my my mind to other modes of thought, other beliefs, and I stayed within the beliefs that I had, or it ended up changing my mind. The definition of critical thinking is pretty complex, in my opinion. I looked it up and I was like, what? It's very, um, it's, it feels a little heavy handed. <laughs> Let me just quickly whip through these four bullet points that I got from. This is from a book called The Miniature Guide to Critical Thinking Concepts and Tools um, by um, Richard Paul and Linda Elder. It's currently on the website criticalthinking.org. So here's what they say, quote, a well-cultivated critical thinker raises vital questions and problems, formulating them clearly and precisely, gathers and assesses relevant information using abstract ideas to interpret it effectively, coming to well-reasoned conclusions and solutions, testing them against relevant criteria and standards, Uh, then thinks open-mindedly with alternative systems of thought, recognizing and assessing as need be their assumptions, their implications, and practical consequences. And lastly, communicates effectively with others in figuring out solutions to complex problems. Okay. End quote. Let me give you an example as it pertains to organized religion of how, how critical thinking helped me. When I was fairly young, and it wasn't this sort of like Oh, I have this epiphany, and then I changed my mind. It was these small things over time that led me to a decision. When I was about 12 or so, and I, I believe I told this story um, in David's interview, uh, when I was in, so I was raised Lutheran, I was baptized Catholic, um, but we were members of the, our local Lutheran church from about the age of probably around kindergarten or so. So I was very young. And if you are a Lutheran, as it is in, I assume, many religions, you go through various kind of programs within the church. We have First Communion, which I feel, feel like we had to go through some classes to do that. And then the bigger one was Confirmation, where it felt like it went on for years, but it probably was only like six weeks or something. <laughs> I feel like it was years long. I still have much of the books of the Bible, especially the New Testament, memorized because it was in a song. Anyway, it was during that time, around that same time, when we had learned at school that a human can survive for three days without water. We can survive a lot longer without food, but without water, three days. And I came to my pastor and I said, What if Jesus was just unconscious? He wasn't dead and they buried him alive, which, as from what we can tell from historical (laughs) writings, did happen sometimes. People were accidentally buried alive. And he woke up from being unconscious, and you know, everyone assumed he had been killed and was resurrected. And my pastor was like, kind of gave me like the that's cute, but no, but also like kind of horrified. No, absolutely not. And I remember feeling there was a few other things, you know, like I had told him that I believed in. Reincarnation, which I was it was responded with, we don't believe that as Lutherans. I was like, we don't? Like <laughs> this we thing is is weird. But it was it was things like that where I was thinking critically, just sort of questioning other options that could happen. Like, well, what else is out there? It doesn't necessarily mean that I automatically believed it, but it's just about sort of opening your mind and kind of taking off the blinders and and not being so narrow focused, which I think if you are raised in a family where you are handed beliefs, this is what we believe in terms of religion. This is what we believe as our family values. This is what we believe uh, politically. Here's, here's kind of the underlying, this is how we do things around here. I think every family has those rules, whether they are said or not. This is how we do things around here. And when we get to a certain age, sometimes you know, it's as children, sometimes it's as adolescents as it was for me. And it continued. I had a, a pretty big political epiphany. I don't know how long ago, 15 years ago, maybe a little bit longer, where again, I started to think critically. I just feel that it allows you to make decisions for yourself. And I also want to mention that I think for some people, they come to these new conclusions and they feel solid in it. For others, there's like this sort of in the messy middle stage where you're not sure. You kind of might go back to what you believed before and question if your new thinking is true for you or not. It's it's not linear all the time. I think what I'm trying to say, the bottom line of all of this is that whatever you believe is fine, but it's not our job to impose that on other people. And I, and I, unfortunately, I think there are religions where that is part of their journey. You know, it's part of their beliefs, really. Kind of the, this is the way we do things around here. I remember being in youth group and going, it was like a Saturday morning, And we all piled in the youth group van and went to neighborhoods to go knock on doors to spread the good news. And I remember the only reason I went, this is kind of embarrassing. I was probably 13 or 14. The only reason I went because I had a crush on this guy named Dan who was just on fire for the Lord. And um, I wanted him to be on fire for me. (laughs) And I was so hoping that susan the youth group leader would understand telepathically to put me in because she would put us in pairs like pair me up with dan and she did not and i i actually got paired up with one of my friends so but i was sorely disappointed i was sorely disappointed that i didn't get to go door to door to to spread the good news with with dan um anyway that is neither here nor there that's what this country's founded on, freedom of religion. You're free to believe whatever you want to believe, but that doesn't mean that I have to do it. <laughs> uh, Mind your business, I guess. But I guess I want to leave you with, if you are feeling lost in your spirituality, in your spiritual beliefs, please know that you're not alone. I think so many people are. And they may stay in certain beliefs that they have just because it's familiar to them. It's um, They built a community there, which I know is is such a huge part of that and what makes people feel really good and, and can do a lot of really great things. And you're not alone. And it's it's I know it's a grieving process as well. If you do decide to leave, maybe you leave um, an organized religion, like physically you do not go there anymore. Or even if it's just in your belief system, there is definitely that sort of lost grieving place of either leaving something behind or not knowing which decision to make. And you can find your community there. I mean, this is one of the reasons I love TikTok so much, is because there's so many like micro niches. If you are into, you know, cross-stitching. All of the flags of the world. There is a place for you if you're if you're you know doing deconstruction. If you are a progressive Christian, like whatever it is, there are there's a place for you over on TikTok. And I wanted to leave you with one last thing before I close out. I found this very interesting. So years and years ago, it was probably the beginning of my my life coaching career, and I was definitely in that lost place belief wise. And I had a coach at the time and she told me about this website and i looked it up before i started recording because i wanted to make sure let me let me actually click on it again and make sure that it's that it's still around yes it is it's called beliefnet.com and it's kind of corny it's very like late 90s vibes it says find the faith that matches your beliefs ask the Beliefomatic." Okay, and it asks you 20 questions. Uh, like, I'll give you a, a quick example. What is the number and nature of the deities? Like, what what do you believe in? The first option is only one God, um, which is a corporal spirit, has a body. It's the supreme, personal, the creator. The other option is only one God an incorporeal spirit, which is no body, um, no actual physical body, multiple personal gods. There's there's all these different options that you can choose from. And then at the very end, it spits out what, what you're in line with the most in terms of religion. When I, I should take this again. When I took it before, it came back as a Reformed Jew, which I thought was so interesting. <laughs> which I remember years and years ago, my mom telling me, so her family, that whole side of the family is from spain and she told me that her mother had told her my mom lost her mom when she was 22 but she said that her mother had always told them that there's there's some jewish in the family ancestry and when i got my dna done it did come back that i had some um ashkenazi jew so you never know maybe it's just was you know down to me. But at any rate, I thought is a fun site. I will put that link in the show notes. And remember everyone, it's our life's journey to make ourselves better humans and our life's responsibility to make the world a better place. Bye for now.